Welcome to What's the Lesson, your go-to podcast for insights into today's biggest cultural shifts and trends. And today, we're diving into an incredible collaboration that's setting the stage for a new era in sports and body confidence. In this episode, we're exploring the powerful partnership between Nike and Dove, two iconic brands that have come together for the Body Confident Sport Initiative. This compelling campaign is tackling the troubling trend of teenage girls stepping away from their sport. We'll uncover startling statistics that reveal nearly half of our young female athletes are prematurely ending their sport journeys and dissect their underlying factors contributing to this dropout phenomenon, from bullying based on body size to the struggle of finding relatable role models within the coaching ranks. This episode is all about turning awareness into action. We'll share actionable steps on how parents, coaches, and communities can cultivate environments where every young athlete thrives. Expect to gain insights into the importance of representation, the power of purpose-driven marketing, and how these can be transformative forces in the lives of our young people. So whether you're a parent, a mentor, or an advocate for youth empowerment, Let's learn how we can all contribute to a world where every girl plays with confidence. Let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary, the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches, walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning, and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back, and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer, not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear. To supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. Hi. Hi, how are you doing? (laughs) My video, my video cut out. You know, technology, we're just, we deal with it just like you. Celebrities, they're just like us. Podcasters, they're just like us. (laughs) Whoa, I was like, Uh, wait, you you went away for a second. You were still there. Um, Jill, did you play sports? I did play sports growing up. I played, I feel like I played a lot of things, but really where I landed was I was a gymnast for most of my life and then I I entered the world of cheer. Most of your life? Like, do you still do gymnastics now? (laughs) Sure do. (laughs) I can throw some pretty sick tricks on my kids' trampoline. I was a gymnast from seven to 17, so for 10 years. Um, and then I also, um, when I was in high school, um, I cheered from when I was like 14 to 17 as okay. well. Yeah. 
So sports, sports were a place that you knew well. You made friends through sports. You learned lessons through sports. You learned coaching through sports. All of it. I lived and breathed sports. Um, And I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned was um, I played basketball. And what my parents noticed about me was that I was a ball hog. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say a baller. Shot collar. No. Um, and I, I mean, they they allowed me to really play the sport. But what they noticed was I just really wanted to do it by myself. So that's where they geared me towards an individual sport like oh. gymnastics. So it was Smart. me, myself and I. Yeah. Which I really appreciated. That's totally besides the point. But I had to try all of these things to find really what I was good at. Um, but yeah, that's all I did during the week on the weekends. For most of my life, it was sports. What about uh, you, Mir? Well, my parents noticed that I was no Spud Webb in basketball, so I wasn't <laughs> going to be a short superstar. Uh, basketball was not it for me. But yes, I sporty McSporterson, soccer, softball, tried basketball, didn't actually work, ran track. Um, I don't think I ever really played volleyball. That was that was never a thing. Yeah. But, Um, I was I was a two sport athlete most of middle school um, into high school is where I really honed in on softball and I wound up going and playing collegiate ball, at least for my freshman year and then other things took over but sports were definitely in everything that I did uh, and helped me define my character I learned so many valuable lessons through being on a team and losing as well as winning. And the reason we're talking about this today is because this past week, Nike and Dove are collaborating. They came out with this collaboration um, on the Body Confidence Sport Program because we're in a really interesting place in history where Mm -hmm. the dropout rate of girls ages 11 to 17 in sports is huge. It's it's we're seeing it worldwide at a 50% dropout rate and that is alarming. That is cause for concern and cause for conversation as to why. So um because we feel so passionate about sports and what sports did for us, we carry that conversation into our programs now, we know how integral being involved in extracurricular activities is for development, growth and development, personal growth and development. So we wanted to talk about it. We wanted to bring this conversation to the table in terms of what Nike and Dove are doing and what we're doing as, you know, a small business. We like to think we hold a candle to what Nike and Dove are presenting in this marketplace. Um, And how much it proves to us that this work matters because of what they're seeing statistically. A hundred percent. I love, I couldn't be more excited that these two big name brands are coming together that has nothing to do with their product. And what I appreciate coming from former career life at Lululemon is that they have a platform and they're Mm -hmm. using their platform for good because there is a sheer crisis going on with girls in sports. And that crisis is confidence, not only confidence, but body image. And the fact that you just shared, Mayor, that 
the dropout rate for girls in sports is 50%, that it's doubled is staggering. Well, and I'm so double the dropout rate of boys. So nearly the half rate of, of teenage okay. girls globally are quitting sports due to body image issues. And mm-hmm. that is double the dropout rate compared to boys. And I want to hang, hang out on uh, it is. I want to um, just circle back around on something you said. It has nothing to do with their their brand. I know there's somebody out there that's like, yes, Nike is going to make money off of girls in sports. So it absolutely has something to do with their brand. And I am okay with that. It's not their direct marketing uh, to focus on body image. Obviously, it serves their bottom line. If more girls are playing sports, it serves Nike's bottom line. 100%. And I am 100% okay with that yep, because it absolutely. also serves the greater good. So I just, I wanted to to clear that up really quickly because I know somebody on the other end is listening. Thanks going, for saying that. <laughs> Nike makes money off of girls in sports. Hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. So thank, thank you for um for clearing that up because um yeah, someone definitely was probably thinking that. But I think what we wanted to have this conversation around and it's pertinent timing with this collaboration with Dove and Nike is. We hear it all the time with the girls that we work with around their zest, their passion for their sport isn't where they want it to be, and they're quitting more, and um, their mental game is is, um, not as strong, and they don't know how to rebound faster when they make mistakes. Um, so on and so forth. For the last three years, you and I have worked with girls individually, and we've also worked with girls in a team setting. Yes. So we've got to see girls in so many different dynamics, but within this team dynamic, what we really love is that when we work with them for more than one session, we work with them for like a series of workshops. We get to really know the ins and outs of their team, and we get to see the, the leadership within the team. Um, as well as the coach player dynamic. And I think that's where you and I have noticed that there is an opportunity for coaches um, to lead girls differently in order to see different results, see different results. So, so that girls aren't quitting on a passion and an interest that they've, that they've gosh, practice or had that they've had for however many years because that's devastating. So I I think this conversation today is going to be really exciting to talk about because um it's here. Well, and this this is honestly perfect uh, a segue because what Nike and Dove have highlighted in terms of why girls are quitting is a lack of body confidence, bullying and expectation. So Obviously, this isn't new news. We know this as a society. We get ridiculed for our body, and our body is our body. Yes, we can change it through exercise and activity and what we eat, but a lot of it is genetic, like how we are built. I am five foot two. There's no way I'm going to be able to dunk a basketball unless I have a trampoline assist, right? We get ridiculed for a lot of things that we absolutely cannot control, and we have this ideal of what a body in sports should look like, right? I played softball. Softball was my main sport. I said that I went to college for it. And it was funny the connotations tied to softball. Absolutely. We were quote unquote corn fed. Um, Please excuse this expression, but this is what I heard going into my collegiate softball career probably 100 times. Oh, Dykes on spikes, huh? Mm -hmm. So what is your image of 
a lesbian, right? Okay, apparently I am one now going in to play softball. We have shorter hair. We're more stocky. None of that is true. Every different body size, every different look, every different race played on my softball team. And it was a very cool fabric of people that I got to grow to learn from and grow to love. And we won together and we lost together. And that's what's cool about sports is it brings together every different type of background, every different type of personality to come together for one common goal. But in that, we're we're seeing what, what Nike and Dove really um, depicted as to why, right? So we've got body image issues, bullying, and expectation. I think the segue here is that 75%, I want that to sink in, 75% of youth head coaches are men. And I want to point that out. That is a really important part of this conversation because it can be uncomfortable for a coach that is a male to have conversations with his female athletes about their body. So what we have seen through working with girls is coaches are great at what they're great at. They're great at teaching mm-hmm. skill. They're great at going over scenarios and putting X's and O's on the board in order to paint the picture of what we want to have happen, which is ultimately win. We want to win the season. We want to win the championship. We want our girls to grow and be better people along the way. But the end goal is to come out on top as the winner. It can be really easy to skirt around conversations around body image and why so many girls are feeling bad about themselves as a male coach. And that is the call out that Jill just made in terms of there is a huge area of opportunity within sports and as a coach to positively impact your players by having these really integral conversations with them, especially from a male coach to a female athlete dynamic. 100%. I think the word that comes to mind for me is representation. So how if you are a male coach and you're in tune with what your team needs, you can't be everything for them. Just like parents. Parents can't be everything for their child. That's why they they put their kids in sports and coaches get to pour into their kids and they then they find mentors in their life and they assist in the child's development. Just like that mentality, coaches cannot be everything for their athletes. So how are they looking outside of themselves to invite other people in to represent what the girls need when the girls need it? Because that is the biggest thing that you and I have seen over the last three years, both positive and negatively, where we see where coaches are like, you know what, I can't do this, so I'm going to hire somebody else to come in and support them in, in what they need. And we've also seen it on the flip side where, I mean, it is loud and clear that these girls need support and the coach just overlooks it because they're like, you know what? They're here to play whatever ball. They're here to play softball. They're here to play basketball. They're here to play basketball. It makes the the player feel like they don't feel seen, heard, or valued. So representation is so important to support your athlete being successful on a team. 
Well, and within this initiative, they released a ton of data. Obviously, they surveyed a lot of people from all over the world, which is another cool thing. Um, this body confidence sport is available in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different languages. It's free for coaches all over the world for them to be able to engage their athletes in this conversation. But with within this initiative, they released a ton of um, statistics. And let me get back to the article. One of them is that 76% of young women surveyed in the U.S. stated that they would stick with their sport longer if they had a coach that they could identify with, while 61% were interested in learning from coaches about body confidence education. So to your point, Jill, it definitely would serve these coaches to incorporate more of this curriculum, if you will, within their plan, within their plan of attack, within their right. action plan. Yeah. And they can't do it alone. They shouldn't be expected to do it alone. Right. The time, the pay doesn't really allot for them to do it alone. So to bring somebody else in or to incorporate curriculum from somebody like Nike and Dove is such a beautiful bridge to this subject for the for the end goal to be what we all want it to be. And that's for girls to continue to stay in sports. That's for girls to understand that it's not about their body, right? Like there, there's so much room for opportunity within what we're talking about here to re-engage these girls um, because the last thing that we want is for one comment and that's all it takes, y'all. That is literally all it takes. Jill and I were talking about this earlier before we hit record. She said, did you ever have a coach say something to you about your body that made you feel some type of way? And like I pointed out, I'm I'm all of 5'2 as an adult woman. Um, growing up, I was I was teeny tiny. I was I was the shorty, I was the runt of the litter, if you will. So there was always comments made about how small I was, but I never took that to heart. Um, but now, now in today's day and age, fast forward to today, it's increased tenfold because we have access to the dub dub dub, the World Wide Web. There mm -hmm. is an information overload happening. And we were talking about how now I notice things about my body that I do not love. Um, there's a filter on Instagram called the inversion filter. And we see ourselves in mirrors and on cameras one way, but how somebody else sees us is the opposite of that. Our face is inverted, right? So on this filter, you can see how other people see you with a click of a button. And through that click of a button, I have now seen things about my face that I've never seen before that I am now hyper fixated on. So mm. if we're talking about body confidence, I'm an adult who can utilize critical thinking to, you know, use critical thinking, use tools, use mechanisms to love myself more and more. Imagine your 10 to 18 year old daughter, in this case, 11 to 17 is, is whom, whom they surveyed having these tools at, at their fingertips to see all the things that they don't like about themselves and how damning that is. Oh my gosh. Well, and I just, it brings me up a conversation or brings up a conversation for me that we've had with several of our, our moms as well as girls, but one in particular where one of our girls told us that a coach told her that her thighs were too big. She was a track runner 
And that it was her, that she had too much junk in her trunk. To, too to much quote junk. Her. Thank you. Too much junk in her trunk. And it was in that moment, in that moment. And we, and we probably, if we were to like really slice and dice this, it was probably a mistake that was, wasn't intended to offend or hurt. But what it did in that moment for that girl who did not have the skills and the tools was tell her that A, her body isn't enough, that her body is too big to be amongst all of these other athletes. And then B, it told her that she won't ever amount to be the athlete that her coach probably wants her to be. So it it forced her to quit, which is so disheartening. So in, in this conversation, having the right language for coaches, coaches wear this badge of honor. And I know sometimes out of the heat of the moment, because you're coaching kids and it's it's like you're wrangling cats sometimes, you can say something out of context. But we have to teach coaches the right way to do things versus what they've just kind of picked up along the way because that's how they were coached or that's how they were parented. Because truly it is impacting our girls to I mean, in a way that it's not positive. It's not. And we're we're asking ourselves the question now, why? Why? Yeah. Why why are we here? So some actionable takeaways is exactly what you really just said. We have to start really encouraging body positivity. And I I just I want to be devil's advocate here because I know we've been in a movement of quote unquote body positivity. And there there has been some touchy subjects around how much the pendulum has swung in in that regard um as somebody who goes to the gym on a daily basis my my background is health and wellness i graduated with a degree in exercise and wellness i owned a gym like i love wellness i feel like the pendulum has swung pretty far to where if i say i'm going to the gym i get comments on my social media that are like why babe you don't just love yourself the way you are i don't mean body positivity in that right. way there is a toxic positivity thing going around with body positivity but i mean it in accepting your athletes for who they are if a girl you wouldn't suspect wants to play softball comes to try out for softball, there should be no reason to deter her from doing that because she very well could be the best player on your team. And that decision for her could lead her to so many other things. We often refer to them as breadcrumbs. We encourage our girls to try a plethora of different things, especially in 2023 when the biggest sport they're playing has to do with scrolling on Instagram. Right now, Uh, our kids' thumbs have probably moved more miles than their body have. Absolutely. In the last couple of years. So I don't care what anyone looks like. If they are going out for something that doesn't involve being on their phone, I am here for it. And as a community, we should be here for it as well. We should absolutely be jumping for joy that someone you might not suspect comes to try out for something. And that's where I think we need to flip the narrative. What we once knew, how we once operated is no longer serving us, like you pointed out, Jill, in this day and age, which means we have to garner new skills, a new skill set entirely on how we're dealing with 
speaking to, responding, our athletes, our precious minds, our impressionable young women, or they're going to end up another statistic. So encouraging body positivity. Do you know a coach or a club team that could utilize something like this within their program? Um, because Nike and Dove are doing it, and hi, so are people like Jill and I. This is mm-hmm. literally our whole mission and vision. We want girls to be better than we ever were. We want girls to understand that comments like this don't have to impact them for the rest of their life. Because like I said, the last thing we want to have happen is for a girl to quit based on one comment that she heard and took to heart. So Mm -hmm. to give them the skills and tools to combat language like that and understand that it doesn't mean anything about them personally, how to pick themselves up and move on. Action, 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 action. If you know a coach or a club that needs something like this, don't just sit idly by. Don't. And think about it outside of just body image and girls not quitting. I think about like what this conversation can do for for girls as a team. Let's just use an example really quickly. If girls are going to a volleyball tournament and their coach sees potentially a competitor of theirs that they're about to play, the coach has so much power in speaking positively about the other team that the girls can really start to pick up on that type of energy, on that type of language. It could be either positive or negative. And I've seen this particularly with my kids where we go to a competition and the coach is literally talking smack Mm. about these other players and these other coaches and the parents are okay with it. So then we're raising our kids to think that that's okay. And that's where this whole discrepancy is around Our kids are so self-absorbed around it's me, 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 and not we because we don't have the examples set for us anymore. So I also think that there's going to be this ripple effect from conversations like this that we're not even going to see the results or the outcomes, but it's going to be so positive. And I'm excited because I am so done watching other coaches and parents rip other kids down Mm. in a way that is it's not serving anyone, but then it's setting a standard. So I'm on board for this. I'm excited to really see the impact of these conversations take place. Well, and that call out is not a call out. It's a call up because if you're on the other end of this podcast and you're like, oh my goodness, how could a coach or a parent do that? We have to be real. We got to cut through the bullshit on this one because I've seen it for years being a part of sports. It is easy to pinpoint somebody on the other team and tear them down to rile up your side. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is not the way to do it. It is not at all because you're right. It is we're we're teaching our kids. This is social emotional learning. Things are not taught. They are caught. 
So if they understand how to, the way you fuel the fire is by tearing other people down and maybe it works in the moment, like maybe they score a touchdown or maybe they hit a home run and they're, they're riled up because of this, they're going to associate those two things together and continue to operate that way. And that is so wrong. And why we're seeing this happen in, in sports right now, we're tearing people down where we don't need to tear them down. That is not what sports are for. There is such another positive side of what sports can do for your daughter, for your family, for your community, that we don't even need to waste time tearing others down or being negative about the other team, other person on the other team. I'm not saying lose your competitive edge. Competition is integral for development as well. Healthy competition is so incredible if used correctly. Yep. Asterisks, if used, if used correctly. correctly. Yeah, it, it's got to be used correctly. So, to really wrap this episode up, um, we've talked about how we've we've worked one on one with teams, several teams, volleyball teams, soccer teams, tennis squads, individual sports. Um, it, it's been so amazing for us to do that. We're we were jumping for joy when we read this article about Dove and Nike because as business owners, proof of concept matters. So when you see somebody else within your field doing something and it catching on, you know that it works. And what it was for us was validation um, in terms of the direction we're headed. So where we're headed is taking our in-person programming and turning it into online resources. That doesn't mean we're not doing in-person programming anymore, but we're based in Arizona and we want to be able to impact people outside of our four walls. We literally get inquiries all day, every day in our DMs on Instagram, in our email inbox, on our website around when we're doing this for girls who live outside of Arizona. And when this dropped, when we saw this news come through, we have Google Alerts set up for certain types of language to come through. When this came through, I was like, OMG, <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so excited because it it just validates that where we're going and what we're doing is on the right path. So you can choose to check out Nike and Dove's initiative. I think it's great. Jill and I are diving headfirst into it to see if we can incorporate some of what they have done into what we're doing. Um, But if you're local or if you've followed us for a long time, you now know that we're opening up an entire like girls mentorship university of programs and services that you can take part in in the comfort of your own home. You can now become the teacher to your kids to learn what we've deemed the most important things to learn over the past three years. So there are certain character strengths that we think your kids absolutely need to spend time developing. They already have them. They're already operating with them. But what our programs and services are going to do are are help you and help them really hone in on these character strengths and refine them. First off, define them, but really refine them, (laughs) um, giving you exercises and conversation starters in order for you to help your kids do that. So thank you, Dev and Nike, for for setting an example and really starting a trajectory um, for this conversation for us to continue to trailblaze it right alongside you. And where you can find all of this information, you can hop on over to our website, girlsmentorship.com, and we'll put all of the other links in the show notes for quick accessibility. 
And you guys, thanks. What a great conversation today. If this resonated with you, share it with a friend. Maybe you are a coach or you have connections to coaches that have been in similar conversations. This is so important. So share this message. Hang out with us on Instagram, online. Let us know what came up for you in this conversation. Share a takeaway. And besides that, go enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you on the next episode of What's the Lesson. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson. If you're feeling the same, I can do anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.